0: Welcome, welcome to the Pretty Unlimited 50 Cast Video Podcast vlog
1: <laughs> We'll figure it out. We'll figure, we'll figure it out. It out. So right, right. I just
0: realized. I was like, I should have thought about that before we started. No, nah, but- it's
1: fine. <laughs> it's, uh, keep it. It's raw. No, but it, it, but it's also it's changing. I mean, we're uh, we're almost a hundred mm-hmm. episodes in. um we're wow, content- we're, it, Right? It's crazy. <laughs> Episode
0: ninety three or four.
1: Ninety three, yep. I believe. Okay. I'd have to check. But we're uh, we're we're Contemplating a name change on the podcast. Nothing too crazy. Nothing people haven't heard before. And uh, we're also incorporating. but well, we have to incorporate video at this point because we uh we have our first guest.
0: Ooh, la la! <laughs> hello, hello,
1: hello! You probably heard his name reference, calling him Todd a lot. Many and many in the in the world of hip hop know him as ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> not not because he's a, a crazy individual, but. Because i um i don't know <laughs> i i i know he's ridiculous i've seen with...
0: some posts <laughs> I, maybe I maybe
1: but people are just hearing beats and uh they've been i i I need to go into my email and check and see how long i've known how long have i been getting emails from ridiculous well, oh gosh you know, five years, easily, yeah. you know what it's been a minute
2: Usually, yeah
0: you know what i was minute. gonna i was gonna say was um I should play all the beats that we turned down. When remember when he's <laughs> that's I, like, a
1: lot of beats though. That's a lot of beats. So
0: Chris was like, "Okay, so here's the ones I like," and I immediately went to the one that we use. That was like
2: the first one. It, it's my
0: ringtone on my phone.
2: Oh wow, dope! Thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah.
0: So people, and when I'm at work and my phone rings, people are like, "Don't answer."
1: Because they're like trying to hear it. the beats. I uh, I found the first the first email that I have a ridiculous in it is from uh from J57. Shouts out to it the brown sense. bag all-stars. All
2: the brown bag fam.
1: Uh it was a song that you produced called More Than Rough.
2: Okay, so that, yeah, it, was, wow. it was
1: your track with Craig G concept and
2: Paradise. That might have yeah, been the yeah. That's the homie from Houston, uh, Paradise. Wow, I, yeah, that's ages ago. I don't... Yeah, okay, that, that, what's the
0: date on that email?
2: That
1: is January
2: 4th, 2012. Yeah, I was going to say, that's got to be a good 10 years ago because that album is, is old. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's just been... It's been weird. It's, uh, it's
1: funny, though, because the emails we've had going, going back and forth are only on a page in my Gmail, but I think... I've post, I posted you a lot on Rock the Dub back in the day, and I know we've talked a lot just on facebook like in facebook messenger about a lot of stuff um, whether it's you know your 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 material coming out or your other work you know platforms music as a as a as an entity in and of itself but how long have you been producing how long have you been in the world of
2: music um a good 25 26 years uh, i started back in the early early 90s like 90 91 out in california Uh, I was living with a buddy of mine at the time who played bass in a band uh, that rehearsed right next to Rage Against the Machine, strangely enough, before they popped. Yeah, so this was like way back. Uh, And I would, we would smoke up and I would grab his bass guitar and just start banging on it because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And after like four or five broken strings, he was like, all right, you got to get your own thing to break. (laughs) <laughs> because i need my bass for rehearsal right. so he talked me into buying a an eps 16 plus from insonic which is uh the next thing they made after the sp 1200 mm. uh and uh that kind of started me from there um and i started putzing around and i didn't really take it serious for a couple of years um i really had to get my feet underneath me um but about five or six years later we started working with artists at that time i moved to chicago Mm-hmm. Uh, we started working with artists in Chicago. Started the Masters of Conversation campaign and uh, the Illinois Mind State campaign, and a bunch of other things that we started doing out there.
1: Damn, man, been all over. I wasn't expecting California, to Chicago. I know, I know, Boston, Massachusetts areas in there at some point. Yeah, I
2: grew up upstate New York, so I, I've been in a few places. Jeez. <laughs>
1: well uh it's it, it this will be a fun episode we've got we've got ridiculous on we're gonna be going. We each did a top five of our favorite tracks from his massive I just went through the soundcloud I literally just went through the SoundCloud, but i also um, i
0: went through the bandcamp and soundcloud
1: i go? i um i don't wanna i there's a number of tracks that i I know I've covered on rock the dub before that that oh, definitely yeah. uh definitely made the list. I'm, I forget how um, connected a lot of these, these little circles of, of rap music are like, because ridiculous, he touches like again, Boston, there's some New York, there's some Jersey, and there. there's a lot of uh, a lot of different regions with a lot of different uh, rappers that you that you spit with. So uh, what's Two up? Good
0: thing. What's up? Okay, so I was telling Chris that, okay. I realize I have no idea what a music producer does. Like, what, is that, what does that mean? <laughs> and I'm thinking there's probably gonna be people in our audience that might be as stupid as I am and don't know that information. So what, is, what does it mean to be a music producer? Uh, i curious actually, where you get the music and like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> know, how that works.
2: Uh, it means a couple of different things in a couple of different genres of music. Uh, in hip hop, it usually means the person that makes the beat uh, and then they may or may not help you make the song. Uh, an actual producer in terms of Quincy Jones or people that actually produce music is somebody that takes a pre-existing song and makes it a commercial release. So mm-hmm. they sit there and they either polish it up, they add pieces, they take pieces away. I think my Zoom just lagged out. Yeah, oh. there you go. You you're weren't good. moving
0: all that much anyway, it's
2: okay. <laughs> we could hear, hear you though, but you're good, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, so like uh, in hip hop, you have people like Dr. Dre that are producer-producers, right? Like they'll make the beat, but they also sit with the artist. They're real particular in what the artist does. They make sure that everything follows suit to the vision they had for the song. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. you have other folks that just make beats and kind of pass them on. Engineers end up doing part of the production. Artists kind of produce themselves. I tend to be the kind of producer that works with the artists. I want to make sure that the song represents everything that I wanted the beat to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been lucky enough to be able to produce full albums for people a lot and do my own work with albums where I can make sure that artists were really kind of living up to the vibe that I had for the song. Mm -hmm. That's something I always try to bring forth. Even when I work with, I did some production with some rock bands back in Chicago and some other things like that. It's more about taking what's already existing and making it a polished gem. Mm -hmm. than it is really like the actual initial creation process. So a lot of the work goes into the mix, you know. Where are we putting drops in? Are we adding any additional stuff? Do we need some actual guitar here? Do we need a little scratch here? Do we need all these little things? That's kind of what a producer does. So when you hear a song and the drums go away and you hear a little clee siren over here and all these little pieces, yeah. that's... There's
0: actually one song that I have a note and it's gonna, I'm going to ask you what something is because I can't figure out what the noise is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm going to apologize to
0: you now, so... <laughs>
2: And it's like um the old Aaliyah song with the baby in the background, right? Mm-hmm. Uh it mm-hmm. wasn't one in a million, but it was one of her first joints. Like it was crazy, right? Like you put a baby in the background, but that's what a producer does, right? A producer finds whatever sound it is mm-hmm. to fit the mood that they they they're trying to put together for that piece. Right. That was that was one in a million, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. Yeah, and I remember hearing it. And I was like, "Holy shit!" There's a fucking baby in the song. Just, right? just a baby yeah, in the crazy. background chilling. Yeah, in. just crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I just flashed pick. on the who, who, what was the song? I can't remember the name of the song. Montel Jordan. Remember, he put his daughter. uh
1: yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, uh... I was,
0: He was like, like we're we're gonna. I forget the words what she said it was, she was like you know we're something like we're gonna have a party or something she just yeah, like yeah, over, yeah. And over and over it's like yet. i was like why oh okay but it worked
1: it's so, I, I remember reading about i'm
0: talking about it 20 some years later right no <laughs>
1: exactly like, but you remember yeah. i remember yep. marvin gaye doing uh you got to give it up and i remember reading in the book they said that uh he he was banging on a Tropicana bottle to get some of the right sounds on. I'm like, yeah, I it, it sounds like somebody was in the back banging on a damn Tropicana bottle. <laughs> um, you know, but whatever you got to do. Speaking of bottles though, um, it's, yes, cu- so- it's, it's customary here that we have to get a shot in, but we've been holding on to this particular liquor for a minute. Saki. I, I don't want to... B- Horn... i I don't want to butcher now you
0: know why i left them with you so that uh, you have to be the one to pronounce the words on the
1: (laughs) whatever whatever that is it's a very nice bottle though i don't oh wow that's dope yes i don't know again i don't know what any of these characters say hopefully i'm holding it up the right way i might not mm -hmm. does that make work i don't know i honestly don't know but let's uh
0: Now you know why the podcast takes an hour every time. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, Because, I mean, we've, we've had this bottle sitting here for a minute. We went to uh, Y Republic to get. Oh, that's fire. To yeah, get, I uh, opened
0: it a little while ago. And I was like, okay, you're going to have to open this one. Because we were going to just, like, open the bottles and split them. Because he's in the basement and I'm up here. Yeah. So <laughs> we're like, yeah, this won't work. So right. he's going to open it. And then I'm going to run down and go grab a glass.
1: Actually, do you want to come down now? I, just, oh, <laughs> I don't know why it came with. It's got another cork. Uh,
2: I've ne- maybe for after you open it to like. Maybe.
1: Well, let's yeah. see. I've never had sake before to know what's customary or not. I just know they'd be in the movies getting drunk off of this shit.
2: Yo, sake's fire. I drink sake when I have sushi, but it either comes from them in a the little pitcher or like the bottle I would get had a screw top. It was right. nothing fancy like that, yeah. Well, no,
1: yeah, we got, that was a thing. This was the one of the more expensive. We got this one as well, with the, which has a screw top on it. Yeah. Um, I think, as a matter of fact, I think we got the cheapest and the most expensive, but I mean, most expensive was like 40 some dollars maybe. Before I'm breaking the bank. Oh, what the hell is, okay. I'm
2: sorry. What the fuck? Oh wow, they wilding.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I don't here, smell this.
3: Ooh, gosh.
1: Yeah, it smells okay. weird.
3: Okay.
1: How much of out. this do you want me to pour in here is the I just question. Want a little cup. All right, I'm uh like that. No, keep going. All right. They want it. Are you, are you serious? Yep, that's it. Okay. Because that, I'll I, be back. I don't even know, like that looks like water. I'm sorry, Todd. This is,
2: oh, no, fam. Saki's good. Room temperature sake too, or cold, never warm.
1: Yeah. No, I, this has been sitting in the basement. So it's not um, crazy warm.
2: Yeah. Some restaurants will serve it to you warm, and that's nasty. Cold, not dude. A... That shit is so nice.
1: I've heard of warm sake, but again, I don't know the difference for any of this stuff. Yeah, this fits right in there. Look at that. Oh, that's pound. I Yeah, I, I guess whatever works. I, and this one looks milky. I don't know what this situation is either. And then we'll take a shot. Ew, that smells terrible. It smells <laughs> terrible <laughs> Sorry. I, okay,
0: which one do you
1: want first? Well, I poured oh, yeah, the. Yeah. Yeah. back. I poured the clear <laughs> one into here, so I guess we'll do this one first.
0: Wait a minute! He dipped
1: out. He said he had to. He he said he'd be right back. I'm gonna pour it. I don't think I'm gonna like this milky one though. You have both of them. I have both. Okay.
0: Hey, you ready?
1: No, hold up. Ew! This one looks disgusting.
2: Yeah, looks I've never funny. seen like cloudy.
1: You know what before. it
0: looks like? You know what and it looks like, like, like?
2: Milk. Yeah, it I, looks I, like
0: breast milk. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, looks yeah like it
2: looks good. like whole milk. Yeah, I don't know about all that.
0: Skin milk.
1: <laughs> Let's try this one. I'm fascinated.
0: Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah, as ready
1: as I'll ever be. Cheers. People are going to see the faces we made. Cheers. Make. Cheers.
0: Yeah,
1: babe.
0: Ew. It's not that bad. It's actually not strong at all.
1: No, it's not. It's got an odd taste to it, though.
0: It does taste milky
1: i don't know if i like that
0: it's not a bad taste it tastes um slightly medicinal
1: yeah yeah my face is so uh, i don't know Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
0: your face is
2: making that not so
1: i don't know i don't (laughs) know if i if i could do more i don't know if i could sit and just drink that all the time is the thing um
2: yeah like like i have sake with beer or whatever like when we're at the sushi spot like we just kind of sip it or you get, like, the chef that's like, all right, do everybody a shot. And then, like, mm-hmm. everybody a shot. Oh, okay.
1: There's
0: a barbecue spot that we go to um, around here. And shouts 1911 Smokehouse Barbecue. And at 7.11 p.m., everybody in the place gets a shot. Because um, it's... Uh, The owner is uh, military, but the 1911 is based on his fraternity. Okay. So it all goes back. Yeah. Bomb ass lemon pepper wings. Oh, my God.
1: We ordered. (laughs) No, the the spot that we ordered food from tonight was good, but it it, it wasn't as it didn't have the crisp. mm -mm.
0: It didn't didn't
1: have the crisp of, uh, of a smokehouse wing.
0: Yeah, we ordered. Yeah, and from- if
1: your wings aren't crispy, like right. it's not, it's not right. Like, it wasn't. It didn't have
0: enough flavor.
1: Right. It would. They were, they were. They were. They were for lemon pepper wings. They were a little sweet, but I'm. What can you do?
2: What can you do? I'm from Buffalo, so like. Okay. Oh, you know, you know. Yeah,
1: so wings, wings We
0: ordered.
2: Are kind of yeah.
0: We ordered from this place last night, and we I bought something that just sounded odd, so we bought it and we tried it, and it was freaking amazing. It was egg rolls. And it was stuffed with mac and cheese, yams, and fried chicken.
2: Oh, okay. That one's new. I've had mac and cheese egg rolls before. They added the yams and fried chicken. Yeah. yeah. It
0: was yeah, yeah. like, it's called soul rolls.
2: Yeah, it, was, it was a soul roll. <laughs> I was
0: okay. like, All right, Chris.
1: Are we doing this other one too?
0: Let's go. Let's I, might,
1: I think I poured too much in here. Let's see.
2: There's a food truck up in Lowell uh, where we used to live out here in Massachusetts. That's an egg roll food truck. And they had like cheeseburger, egg rolls, buffalo chicken, egg rolls, like all different kinds of stuff. I never seen all that before.
1: I don't know I, if I if I'm rocking with the sake. It kind of reminds me
2: of wine. Yeah. Well, it's it's a rice wine, so oh, that it's,
1: makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That makes sense. But I don't want to like I wouldn't drink this like I would like I drink wine.
0: I've, yeah, you I used to drink that. sake, and it will sneak up on you.
2: That's what I'm. That's Sucky what I'm thinking. Up, yeah.
1: Yep. That's what I'm, I'm. I'm already feeling a little warm, and I only had the the sh- this shot, and then a little sip. Of hey. it. We'll see. We'll see how that sounds crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that looks like a problem. That looks like an actual problem. Wait,
0: you know what? And then this company will sue us for this. Company yeah. For you won't time. know.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> They can't what if pur- I like
0: poured it in and it like smoked or some shit?
1: It, you never know. It, it, the one <laughs> smells like it could get a little smoky if you if you mix it with other bad stuff. Okay, um, all we right, are so,
0: going to start our top fives.
1: Do you want to start? You start first, or you want me to go first? I'm
0: gonna go first. Okay,
1: that's what's okay. up. So, what's your number five ridiculous track?
0: The bullshit. Oh my gosh! Wow. Okay. I okay, so Chris will tell you I am all about a vibe. Yeah. So I, you know, so my perfect vibe is like an RB vibe that's too fast to dance too fast, but too slow to dance slow music. It's like, you know, when you right in that middle, like you can't okay. really dance to it. So this is <laughs>
3: It's like everybody in their mama right now is an MC or producer or singer promo whatever man. Everybody's doing everything. We all getting caught up in the bullshit that's out there, you know what I mean? Distracts me so much that I feel like I'm cursed. Question my talent's value, is that all that I'm worth? When they put me in that box in that dirt, will you cry? It's right there in your eye, man. Oh I See the study of my craft is a 24-7 class. 365 and a quarter, do the math at the best of times, it's a struggle to maintain. Passion in my veins is a relentless
0: strain. Okay, I'm pausing because there's a piece coming up that I Freaking love. I hope he I hope he remembers it. Bread gets broken with those that roll the door with me. Share the spoils in the bakery
3: of life. We move with the straight gaze, occasional glass, left and right. Don't like what I write, you don't gotta listen. Turn me off and you just might miss something. Number one, ain't always <laughs> the best position, cause it comes with ninety-nine problems. And I ain't trying to live my life, but oh shit, I wanna be the best I can, but oh shit. My potential You the bullshit stop me I cry for that pee But the bullshit got me Maybe which way I turn it fast The bullshit got me They can keep on fucking Though the bullshit got me Still get mine Let the bullshit stop I don't I spit know. like them boys in the hood I'm grown Mostly never left the ends I've gone through a couple times So i cleared immigration Parallel park to the whip Hit the venue up the shit out the bitch But there's always couple haters Steady holding up the wall It's all up still so Cause I know I'm better than y'all Got DJs yelling If you wanna go far Then you gonna flip flies by bricks and Fuck that Stay true to the elements My story, my way your road less traveled And be inspired The two words I keep seeing The last level great So I keep believing Motivated by the hunger To keep the bad bad. I go straight for the juggler Carry yeah, over my grab so I'ma fight till the very last drop I got circulating Even if it mean I die trying I'm trying to live my life, but Bullshit, yeah. I yeah. want to be the best I can, but the Bullshit, yeah My goals are set high, though Bullshit, yeah. I gotta reach my potential Killing the bullshit, bullshit. stop it I cry for what me which way turn Bullshit, I'm still I I get a moment I love That's this. Black just without violence. You don't bring beef I'm cesspool, in other words, i where the shit's at. You totally won't take a lot to match. Over overtime, I proved I'm nice. I don't rock for retweets on Facebook. I've pennies in a barrel, wait too long. I've galvanized on a mission, you doubted my hand strong. I was built for this store of Judy, I'm not falling. Off the eggs. no matter how hard they push me, I will not lose. or ever be a fool for that bullshit they push it, that got y'all confused. I'm alive to the cause, homie, Get yours. Cause I'll be in the corner getting mine for sure. I'm trying to live my life, but bullshit. God. I wanna be the best I can, but bullshit. God. My goals are set high though. the Bullshit got I gotta reach my potential. Can't let the bullshit stop me. I'm out for that beat, but bullshit got let me watch when you got terrified. Bullshit got me can keep on fucking no. up. Bullshit got still get mine. Killin' the bullshit stop me, still get my watch all the confusion that's out there. Wow.
2: Wow. There you go. Hello, shout out to the homie F. Oh my well. okay. gosh.
0: Um. So that little at the end, I was like, "What the hell is that?"
1: <laughs> what is that noise? Yeah, uh, it was just an echo.
0: Okay. See, that this is one of the reasons like why the, I was so excited to have you on. Out. Yeah. Because I'm like, I get to ask these questions. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that whole moment of silence, I was like, oh, shit. And like, and it was a moment of silence in the middle of the freaking song. I was right. like, this is some shit. I have not heard that before.
1: That blew like,
0: I have not heard what I didn't hear before. Like, that was crazy. Like, oh, my gosh. I loved it.
2: Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. You, you, you said <laughs> you hadn't heard this song in forever? Oh, gosh. Um, <clears throat> I did this album so my first
0: 2013
2: yeah my first UK tour was like 2012 right shout out to the homie tricks to everybody at Park Street PR all the homies in the UK I've done so much work over there uh they've been so gracious to me and my clients that I've taken there for years uh dot is actually an American that lives in the UK and he oh. came and rocked at my event at the event that they threw for me in Wolverhampton uh he came up from London and, and rocked so uh, him and I just kind of hit he's it He's really off. good. Yeah, F's really, really yeah. dope. He's got some really big records over there. He works with um, Dirty Goods and a bunch of people over there. Dirty Goods is like their Sean P kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. he's doing a lot of things over there. He's originally from Barbados, so he has some music popping over there too. Right. Uh, F's a really good dude. Um, and we ended up just knocking out an EP, uh, just kind of just chatting back and forth. Uh, and that became one of the singles that was off the EP. Word to him.
1: Look at that see you, you, you never heard producers talk about the material huh have you
0: this is amazing okay <laughs> yeah, i'm like was, i am so souped up right now
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was really dope to work with f2 because f f likes different things than a lot of people that i was working with at that time mm-hmm. i was working with a lot of dudes more in the street at that time so we we're making a lot more grimy darker things and f was like yo we're gonna make some happy fun music right. so it was like one of the first times i really got to myself really get out of my box and move into other boxes that really kind of started this path oh. of now and working with a bunch of different things that i like to listen to i just never really wrote like i did a house album and a whole bunch mm-hmm. of other things since that point and that really kind of pushed me out of doing some of this more grimy slower you know we can sell dope and shoot people to it type music. Right, because right. that's what I was just doing a lot of, right? Like that's the, the environment that I come from. It's the music that I listened to most of my life. So it was the music that I made for most of my, the beginning of my career. And Working mm-hmm. with AF really kind of pushed me into making some happier things. Oh, is. that's
0: great.
2: That's what's up.
0: Do you still connect?
2: Yeah, I still talk to F. Uh, we haven't worked on anything in a while. Um, I've been working on this opera that we've been writing for like a year and a half now. Oh,
0: I'm going to I'm going to make you talk about that later. <laughs>
2: oh, yes. um, OK, so I want would. you to
0: tell him that there's some old lady that likes his. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm
2: going to have him watch this for sure. <laughs> Like I'm tagging everybody who's in all these songs because I go. know it's not me rapping, so there's going to be a bunch of people that that, that are going to be really happy. And make
0: sure that. they all know it was still the beat that drew me in.
2: Right, right. Okay. There's only one album where I rap on it and y'all didn't have access to it. So
0: okay. <laughs> I feel like we need a second, a part two that's just like a few minutes long.
1: That, 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 so that'll be that be the one we we just talk about that one album for an hour. <laughs> that, That'll yeah. be that session. That'll be that
0: session. <laughs> okay. Um, Chris? My
1: my number five is... You don't
0: have to play the whole song if you don't want to. That was just...
1: Well, I was going to say, because, like, the reason I like the song, is not going to be done justice over this microphone. Like, um, your remix of Vain by Frank Knight, (gasps) which,
0: uh... Damn it! That's my number one.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. That's my number one. My Swear apologies. to God, that's my, my number one. Oh, my
0: <laughs> apologies. No, that I always num- do this. We always pick the same songs. I remember
1: getting that record. I remember that re- it's it's a hard record, but it, it's like it's one of those ones where uh you know, and, and forgive me, I'm not a, a, a car driver, but like you put you're in the whip, you know, and you turn that one up loud and that like they can hear you coming from blocks away. It's that type of beat.
0: That um, one where you got to put the windows down, otherwise they're going to shatter.
1: Right, right. <laughs> all, all you're feeling is the 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 unopened or the the, the open doors rattling and, and everything and your brain shaking in your head and all that stuff. No, nah, yeah, it was one of those types of beats. And I mean, you've also just done a lot of work with Frank Knight as well, right? Yeah,
2: we actually had a, an album come out uh, two years ago uh, called um, uh, Ghetto Songs of the Night uh, and it was actually the first album where I employed a lot of like live musicians and wrote a lot of live music to sit on top of the samples or even replace the samples. Uh, right. So shout out to Frank, uh, we have a bunch of videos coming for that finally uh, cool. we're working on a bunch of new stuff too.
1: one of my songs may or may not be from ghetto Psalms." Uh, we'll, <laughs> see. we'll see, but no, I, yeah, I just, I, I, what was it about this? We're oh, gonna
0: have you? to fight later because you got this song at the wrong slot.
1: I don't look, hey, there's, there's, I, there's a couple of songs that, that made sense. I'm sorry, no. I no. apologize. I apologize for having my own opinion. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. sorry. No, but what is it about this track that, uh, you know, made you have it so? I mean, you put it at number one. Like, what was? I
0: did. I put it at number one. Um, and i actually wrote myself a note (laughs) okay okay and my note says this track just carries a whole fucking vibe that i'm always looking for without realizing that that's what i'm looking for um i like music that's a bop but you can't really dance to it this is the one i was talking about like so like it's too slow to do a slow dance but Mm -hmm. it's too fat it's too fast to do like you know, or it's too fast to do a slow dance and too slow to do a fast dance. So you just catch that vibe where right, you're right. like, you're just bopping and that's it. And this is the song that this past week when it was playing and my boss was talking, I just tuned him right out because I was <laughs> listening to this and it was really good. And he asked me um, if if it was a very long, how long was that song? I had it on repeat. <laughs> and i was like it's as long as it takes that's how long it is and he thought it was too long and i made some comment about yeah guys always think sometimes are too long so so, and then he left me alone so
1: of course wait wait todd so this this was it always fascinates me when like i remember getting this and it being like yeah this is the first single off of my, the remix album I did. Like, how do you get, like somebody drops an album. How do you then be like, yo, I'm gonna remix your entire album and put it out as my, like how, is that a
2: hard conversation to have with someone? Um, With Frank, it actually really wasn't. Uh, Frank and I met through Jay Ronan, Uh, shout out to Jay Ronan, Mm -hmm. big homie, Uh, helped me out a lot over the years. Um, And Frank and I just caught a vibe right away. Uh, and the easiest way for me to start to work with a lot of people is to do a remix for them and show them kind of how I, I see them sitting in the, the landscapes that I make. Mm-hmm. So I asked him to send me a couple of tracks. Um, I don't even think this was it. Quarter Water was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16 was one of them right away. Uh, I knocked like two or three of them out. And Gon's the dude who produced uh, Free Lunch, which was the album that I remixed, mm-hmm. uh, he actually uh, reached out to Frank and was like, yo, this side sounds dope. Uh, Frank was like yo we can do some more so I just you know send me as many as you have so they sent me the whole album um, and I did everything but two Uh, there were two of them I just couldn't really catch Uh, so then we put that back out uh, as music to be petty too because I just wanted to use that title and made the the worst album I (laughs) I think I've ever made in my life for that thing Uh, but I mean you know that happens sometimes that is a
1: hard title that is a hard title
2: Damn! Look at that.
1: I I always want again, it, you, especially if you have one producer making an album with someone, you don't want to step on anybody's toes. But you're also kind of like I I, I got some ideas for this thing over here. I can make something mm-hmm. work. I don't know. That's pretty interesting to me. Um, babe, what's your number four?
0: Well, no, fuck that. We got to play a little bit of the song. Hold go on. Go
1: ahead. Go ahead. It's real. <laughs> it's real eerie. It's real eerie.
0: It really is. <laughs> Yeah
4: Night this will lie you walk bar praises to the most Out with the tickets bars Frat House UGA all elements you know the way we bring in more value to the game anything else is a damn shame platforms Yo ridiculous I swear this beer is so ridiculous man you about to fuck this shit up yes! I got them killers, the mind of real killers, but killers and drug dealers Want to kill us, then kill us. you better be blood spillers No halfway crooks can take what we took Shout out to the Zilla Brooks, type like quarter team cook It's about time that you got something that you waiting for Paid in full product, Night King was made in raw In this violent environment, my soul is surviving Fire and the sirens, the reason that I'm priming Ride until we die like we drive against brandy Haters try to scam me with the game that they ran me Never jam me like the swammy and a jammy Understand me, in a tote second family Show with grim like Bill and Mamie a no product of the poison that corrupt the poison, turn them into monsters. You run, you can't avoid them. Sick with the sickness, lusting the go racist. Nothing make you vicious, it give you so sickness. This that ghetto hunger, riding with the metal on you. Push it to the metal on you, huh, I will settle on you. Like I'm on a pilgrimage, doing what the pilgrims did. This is hip-hop, so you know that I will avenge. The hardcore brain leaves you rusted. Who you, who you think you're dealing with? Who you think you're dealing with? Relax and take notes. While I, while I take motherfuckers, say your prayers. Yeah. On and make-
0: okay i'm stopping because this one's 5 minutes long it's oh like gosh, frank
2: writes some long songs actually a funny story about that song frank <laughs> actually re-recorded that while we were working on our album because he didn't like the way it sat over it, which is why we got the beginning clip of him actually saying my name and platforms as opposed uh. to the guy that did the original song. Uh, so Frank actually
0: came back and re-recorded that, which was really fun to do. So that's two songs we've listened to where they shout you out. Is that like a normal thing? And do you kind of get like a little buzz when you hear them <laughs> like shout out your name <laughs> on your own? It's,
2: always, it, it's always dope. Um, I try not to use a tag because... No no offense to nobody does tags. I'm sure I'm going to get yelled at for this, but I just find that shit to be corny. Mm. Like, if, if a producer should have a sound, right? right. Like, you know a premiere beat, you know a Timbaland beat. People kind of know my beats when they hear them. Mm. I don't really feel like I stop have to put a tag in front of it. Some people do. It's cool. I just, for me, I find it corny. Um, so it's yeah. always dope when somebody right. does that. Somebody incorporates me into the lyric. It just shows a little appreciation for, for the work that I'm I put into it.
0: i'm just i'm just flashing i'm just flashing on the source awards oh
2: boy oh boy
0: when they was like the producer trying to be all over the album
2: (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny because my first group masters of conversation the only reason i ended up it's a
0: dope ass name yo wait a minute that's a cool name (laughs) i like that okay go ahead
2: (laughs) Uh, the only reason I even ended up with some of the songs, because it's like nine of them, right? This is the late 90s, early 2000s. So everybody wanted to be the next Wu-Tang. Right. Um, and to get them to write on the spot, I would have tell them that if they couldn't write and I could write, I would just give it on the song and replace them. So, <laughs> and at the time I knew I couldn't rap, but like it was a way to just kind of <laughs> the studio and like get them to go. So I ended up on a couple of hooks and I had a verse on one song because nobody else could like write in time. Damn. But like, those would be the little tricks as a producer, like we kind of use to get people going, to get people doing, to get people motivated. I mean, you're basically just an emotional abuser at the end of the day because you're just pushing people's buttons to get them to do what you want to do. Right. Uh, but That's shout incredible. out to everyone. You could be a mom. Yeah, I mean, basically, <laughs> real talk. I mean, I'm, I'm all of that, and then some in the studio. Right. Like, it's my job to make sure everything happens. So if a musician's late, if a mix is late. If water isn't there like all these things it just falls on me and and that's part of part of being in charge of these things like you have to bring all the skills to the table so i don't mind it but i'm definitely like you know it definitely
0: seems from your description like you're almost like the team lead like you're leading the team on this entire production you know not so the like the being the producer is like I'm the mom, I'm the babysitter, I'm the boss, I'm the motivator, I'm the manipulator.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm the yeller, I'm all those things. I mean, it's it's basically project management, right? Like when, yes. I, when I talk to clients and things about some of the other things I do, I talk of, of production in terms of project management, because I sit down and produce an entire album and get all the guest features together and get multiple recording sessions put together, possibly in different parts of the world at this point, right? Like it's not as easy as just sitting down, pounding on a couple keys and putting a record out. So we talk about all those background things all the things we do behind the scenes, the marketing ideas, all of these other pieces that come into play um, kind of also falls now into what a producer does. Well, damn. Yeah.
0: I've, I'm feeling so educated. OK, go ahead. <laughs>
1: No way, you go ahead. What's, what's your number four?
0: Okay, so my, <laughs> my number four was I'm sorry to say it this way, was the corny one. Okay. It was the corniest one that I came across, but that was kind of why I liked it.
3: Okay. I was well. getting,
0: um see if he if he understands which one I'm talking about. It gives me I need love vibes from like LL Cool J. Okay. Do you know what it is?
2: No, but I have a couple of different ones in mind. Uh, I don't know if it's off my instrumental album, Broken Pass, or if it's off something else. Oh, wow, okay.
3: You come first because
0: tough day out when I was away at work but I made So this is called Chill with You.
2: Yeah, that's the homie conflict from Chicago. Shout out to Conflict. We only did one joint unfortunately, but dude was mad talented.
0: So yeah, it whole it totally took me back to like I need love cuz it was all about him and his yeah. girl and that's
2: a and, very Anna track. He was really good at putting his heart on a track. Like it was so
0: deep, you know. And he (laughs) he said about like women trying to not be thoughtish, and I fucking fell out laughing. (laughs) I was dying. I was like, "Whoa, we gotta go back." So I went like went back like twenty seconds so I could hear that again. I was like, "Whoa." So yeah, but I was like, "Okay, this is gonna be the corny one," but I can't help. The beat was cool though. It was just like. It was a nice, easy beat, um, but the the little instrumental stuff at the beginning, and then the beat fell in, and I was like, oh, okay. It
2: snapped your neck back a little
1: bit. Yeah.
0: I was like, oh, okay, I could do this.
2: Yeah. yeah, I try to make sure it's like a good melody, a, a good meld, excuse me, right? Like, if I get some nice, crispy, flutier, or, or piano-y things like that, I try to put a little snap behind it, mm. just to kind of... I'm right going gonna- to... I'm going to give a you forward towards where we're trying to go.
0: I'm going to give you this one compliment, and I've noticed throughout almost the majority of the songs, your intros are freaking fire. Mm-hmm. Like Thank Thank the you. intros are, you know. And then all of a sudden, like, in some of them, it feels like opposites. Like the beat feels like it shouldn't match, and then all of a sudden, the beat comes in, and it's like three or four beats in, and you're like, oh no, this is good. This is so good. This, this. and you know, like how does he do that it sounds like it shouldn't go together but it really does so and like my brain would be like i wouldn't put those two together but this is why why i'm on this end and we're talking to you about the expert
2: that's actually where ridiculous comes from is people used to say my drums were so ridiculous um and that was way better than the name i had before so i took that one
0: um okay come on what what was the other one
2: um it was Todd one uh and homie from MTV really ruined that it's good to say there was there yeah, was a whole Todd one there was yeah. already a Todd one and I had that from high school uh There was also Smitty but that's because none of my friends parents let them hang out with me so that's like the name we would use on the phone um <laughs> so I produced under that for a little while I felt like that was fitting uh but that's ridiculous funny. this ended up working
1: no, that makes sense that's pretty dope
2: that's okay. do
1: all right uh, my number four is is the the ghetto psalms of the night song but it was it was the one thing I remember getting this single as well uh New York summer and it's i I like when like already the artwork had you know Frank Knight the doodle with, with the Dodgers jersey on it's like immediate uh do the right thing vibes but I mean it felt like A hot ass summer night in New York, like it just it 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 was what it's a song title that was so perfect and so fitting for the track as a whole. Um, And I'm not the biggest fan of summer, but I think what what this song tried to embody, you know, and looking at looking at New York City and in summertime in the city, I think was 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 that. But again, I mean, that's kind of it's where Frank is, but I think you guys met at a really really dope place where you know you had the right the right instrumental for you know the right ode to this particular portion of of the the city that never sleeps you know that's me though wow my zoom is
2: bugging you good no i appreciate it no yeah we're back uh just lagged out for a second like the dope thing about this too is like frank has this ability to make five minute songs listenable Mm -hmm. in 2022 Mm -hmm. right like when we put the record I was like fam there's like 14 songs on here and 10 of them are five minutes or longer right like who's gonna listen to this he's like dude don't even worry and as we started checking it out and we did the listening party for the DJs and we worked with Bedlam and some of the other guys up here like people were like yeah we listen. don't worry you know what I mean and then we started seeing like the 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 streaming content and seeing where drop-offs went and stuff, so Frank has this ability to draw you into the story that he paints. And before you know it, five you know five minutes have passed and you feel like a two-minute song.
1: Well, I let me add, because I know, and, and I, I, again, talk, and when I mentioned that, you know, me and Todd talk about stuff that's not necessarily about his music, because like a lot of what you do is the pushing of music and, and, and investigating what streaming and, and, and how all that stuff works. Um, I, rem- I was watching a vlog the other day with a couple of kids and I guess in noticing trends too, like songs are really short these days, like a, a hit single will be two and a half minutes a lot of the time and, and if that yeah, and they, they were making because they that bothers me. But they were, they're all YouTubers that want to make music. And they were like, yeah, we made this long ass song. And I was like, how long is this song? And they were like, yeah, it's five minutes. And I'm like, yeah, man, you know, nobody's going to listen to to that. They're like, but it's so dope. I'm like, five minutes is too long. But it, I, I, they, from what, the one trick that I heard that the one kid say was, you make the song short. And then it makes people immediately want to listen to the song again. So where you might get a couple of streams and one listen, you may get double that because they're trying to listen back to. They might like the ver- the hook that you put in there. There's maybe a line in the verse, but it's so short that people just want to keep going back to the beginning, which is a science. But like that, that, that like you and said, that you, it doesn't do man, it doesn't birth, true? it doesn't birth great music, is the thing.
0: Do you think that's true that like to have a short song so people want to replay it and then you get more?
2: Um, I think that that's kind of an after effect of it. Um, the trend moving towards short songs in the beginning was more just because the attention span is shorter and you have a shorter amount of time to, to grab and hold somebody, right? right. Like it, it just says what it is. Even myself, I mean, I'm 50, right? Like my attention span is nothing like it was before the internet. You are like, not. I'm not even going lie. Yeah, I am. I'm 50. Oh, I'm We're 50.
0: the same age. <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh.
2: 1972 in the house. There you 71. Go.
0: <laughs>
2: there you go. Um, So, like, I feel like that kind of spawned it. And the after effect of that became these things where it's like, yo, we can turn this into a million streams real easy because people are going to listen to it four and five times. So they saw that and they started rolling with it. But the initial problem is that people's ability To be caught and held is so much shorter because you're just bombarded, right? And nobody, nobody's sitting at home with nothing to listen to. Right. I tell it to my clients all the time, right? Like you have to buy real estate that's already occupied by somebody. you got to kick somebody out of a house in somebody's head and take that house over with your music. And Mm. nowadays you have very short windows to do that. They don't have giant bay windows in these houses. They have the little skinny prison windows, right? Right. So. You really got to get in there and do your thing and and do it quickly and get out because nobody cares anymore. There's just so much stuff. Um, So it's, I feel like all those things kind of roll together now. And then when you get longer content, because like me being old, I remember seven minute mix of sexual healing. Right. (laughs) Right. Like I remember 10 minute house tracks that we were boogie to, you know what I mean? So for me, I still have the patience to listen to those things because I can appreciate how the music grows through the seven minute. know i can put on a yes album who all had phds in music right and listen to 13 minute rock operas and shit because i can see the nuance in it Mm -hmm. i can understand it's not for everybody right Mm -hmm. so one of the things that we really try to understand too is could every fan base isn't going to listen to a five-minute song but some of them will right so with frank we can get away with it because frank is train his listeners that way Frank is just like fuck it I'm gonna put out this long song and sometimes we'll do short versions for the video right like you might only get two verses for the video and the album has a third verse on it so gotcha. there's also oh. the yeah. content in, in itself so that you don't always have to put every version of it on every platform you can give little teasers little births here and there that never
0: and never even it occurred, occurred
2: to me and then put the final oh, thing no. on a piece of wax a special release or whatever Right, your your full your full idea your fully realized song.
1: That'll man. be on the
0: Patreon. <laughs>
1: there you go, there you go. Yeah. Make Yo, make them pay for it. Shout me. out to Patreon, absolutely. <laughs> my number three is uh "Buy Me a Beer."
0: I just listened to that this morning.
1: I I mean, listened
0: to that on my walk to Walmart.
1: <laughs> well, that was that was the one thing. It was like uh, there were there were certain certain cats that were working with ridiculous, and then like oh. he did a lot of stuff with Rich Quick. Um, who you know shouts out to Rich quick. I mean, if, if you're oh, in yeah. the like Jersey, if you were in the yeah. Jersey Philly hip hop scene, and that, you,
0: that hurt,
2: I yeah. Know. Rich was the first person I took to the UK, word, yeah. After I went a couple of times, which was the first person I took with me to go out there. Mm. So we def- definitely miss Rich, definitely yeah. listen to that and 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 remember. I was actually just bumping his the Soul Spasm album like a week mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm
1: he was, I feel like he, he was, he he was doing a lot of stuff with a lot of people. And then I think around the time when he started messing with like live instruments and also like with the, like, you could tell that his, his sound was, was evolving. Like he was really, you know, trying to take it, take it out and just rhyming over whatever beats people had or whatever. Um, Really talented dude, really talented dude. Of course I pick a track that, is mostly just about getting drunk and, and, and the, but, but, you know, again, if you knew rich and, and you travel. You know,
2: yeah. This, this was rich, right? Like we would go out, we'd be on tour. Like we were having a good time. You know what I mean? It was, and that we actually, the name of our tour was the buy me a beer tour.
1: There you go. There you go. I also like, cause this, the, the beat on this one is a little faster too. It's I do not I don't, I don't know BPMs or anything like that, but it definitely, it, it had a, a more fun like a more upbeat vibe, more up tempo, fun vibe. Uh again, mm-hmm. some something to really uh you know, take your coat off and and, and and kind of get loose to when you're at the bar with the homies at the very least, you know, very uh background jam type vibe.
2: Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think it sits like 100, 105, something like that, if I remember right. It was definitely up there because Rich Rich likes the like the up tempo stuff. Mm-hmm. I have another one with him, no dice game that was a little slower. Mm-hmm. um it was fun watching him write because he's used to writing so much quick to so many quicker beats Where where it's
0: been like three years right two it's years three
2: four it's been a couple i can't remember exactly um because last couple I'm years I sure. kind of like 2018
0: i could be wrong let me give me a second i know it was around jayden's birthday
1: I, I just i remember being yeah, it was it was september 6 2018 yeah when news hit um I remember being at work and kind of like, all right, yeah, there's nothing else going on that day. um and then, and I ended up making a a twenty song playlist, and I imagine, I think there's a couple of tracks were ridiculous in there, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah. Any time you guys got together,
0: it was so always nice. So. It was just so yeah. Nice.
2: Rich was such a good dude, right? Like yeah. That was one of the best things about the experience of being on tour with him is like, I was real worried because I didn't know Rich, right? We knew each other online, but that doesn't mean you can hang out, right? Right. And Rich and Chelly, shout out to Chelly too, his manager uh, and everybody over at Exponent. Um, We just touched down and it was immediately just good vibes. Like Rich was just super good dude, like didn't have any, no complaints, right? If something didn't go right, he just kind of rolled with it. He's like, whatever, we'll make it work. You know what I mean? And it's so so much easier to be on the road with somebody like that as opposed to people that mm-hmm. want everything perfect especially your first time out right like it's your maintenance okay yeah you know what i mean like things are gonna happen so rich was right. definitely like I, just he was super super good dude
0: i remember one of the things that always like i remember about with him specifically was him not having an ego right yeah. like you, you get like You know, I, Chris and I work with, um, we do, we, we help put on an event every year and um, every year um, there's about like 30,000 people that come to this event and it's, it's pretty big. And every year I get some, some woman who's, if you don't let my man on your stage, his whole family, his whole family will be there, and right. I'm like, I'm like, uh, like apply, put in, put in the application. Right. That's all you got to do, and like, Rich would be like, you know, not like that, but right. people knew who the fuck he was, you know. Right. Like, people don't know who the fuck your boyfriend is. Like, that's what people right. I mean, put the application, you know. So, you know, it's just crazy. But you like he. He was good and I always felt like he kind of blocked out how good he was. Yeah,
3: like yeah.
0: He, he didn't accept how good he was. Yeah. He had no ego about it, you know, which yeah, is he, bad, you know.
2: He didn't he didn't buy into the mythos of rich, right? Like he was always yeah. still still Rob, right? Like he always mm-hmm. was just that regular dude. Mm-hmm. And like I feel I always feel like that's great to not have an ego, but at the same point in time, you have to have, you have to understand how great of an artist you are. Yeah. I feel like that was something that Rich struggled with. Like yes. Right. sit in the studio to write when we'd sit in the studio and work. Cause we were working on an album that mm-hmm. knows Dice Game was going to be the first part of. Uh, we had wrote that actually on tour when we were on the, on, on the Buy Me A Beer tour in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, And you could see that he just, he knew he was a good rapper, but he didn't know it you right. know what I mean and he was always just he was always worried about what the next thing was going to be and all the rest of us were like dude the next thing's gonna be dope right like right, right. everybody was like dude don't worry about it the album's gonna be great everybody's gonna love it like that was his big fear because the everywhere man was coming out at that point right mm-hmm. after the tour so we were doing a couple of things off the album on the tour we were letting people know it and you can see it like when I go to the UK there are still people that come to the shows in their rich quick shirts word uh,
3: yeah,
2: because they know that rich was my homie right and when right. when me and anybody from the states come we always do a moment for rich and everything because it was how rich got there right so right. still three four years they're rocking the cassette the, the little cassette necklace the cassette, yeah day, yeah bit joints like they're still rocking all that they have rich quick memorial like dj things and stuff so you could see the effect that he had on people you could see the, the way mm. he touched people right right I, just, I wish he understood that more because i feel like yeah if, yeah, if he yeah. understood that more, that might have had an impact on the way that he viewed himself. 100%. Yeah.
1: People can get out of their own heads, yeah. 100%. Shit, I always told him he was dope. And I, I think he knew, but like you said, I think it was kind of the understanding of that type of stuff and putting it into play yeah. is, is is a lot different. They always, always a uh, piece of him.
0: Some people struggle with that. Like, they don't want to... They know they're good. But to move into that realm where I say I'm good, I'm right. gonna sound like egotistical and fooling myself, and then, but you still have the doubts. So it's right. like, you know, how do you how do you have that balance, you know? And he he definitely struggled with that, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: So, well, and like as an artist, we all knew
0: right how amazing he was, you know. Oh so. yeah,
2: and as artists, I mean we're not the best communicators because if we were we would just talk we would need to sing a rap right 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 we 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 all have as as entertainers and creators and everything like everybody Mm -hmm. I run into has something that we're working on right like it's always something that fuels whatever creative energy that we have Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just a matter of like I feel like in the creative space it's really hard to divorce yourself from the art that you're making to be able to be objective to it right to be able to to see how good of an artist you are because you're so busy making it right like damn it this mix doesn't sound right i wish i changed this verse you know i mean there's always these afterthoughts and hindsight is 50 50 when you're making art right because after i i go back and listen to things from 10 years ago i'm like i can't even listen to this mix no more it's making my head itch Right, right there's so many things i want to change so it's really hard to divorce yourself from that microscope that you put over the content that yeah. you create to really see the effect that you have. Right. No, a hundred percent.
1: It's crazy. Yeah. I can't, I can't read stuff that I wrote two years ago, let alone listen. Read oh, he
0: cringes. Read. <laughs> he cringes when he read, reads his I own can't. stuff. He's like, there's, no, I can't do
1: it. There's always, how did this get into print? No, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, it's and don't
0: I, let him find an error like a typo or something oh my gosh oh you lucky
1: incredible. i still got access i will i will go in and change something if it, if if there's a, a, a error or some little minute misspelling or, or a link being fucked up yeah i will uh
0: once in a blue moon i'll read like when i'm reading something i'll find an error and i'll like send it to him with the link and he's like son of a bitch and because like, you
1: always because you have to change it you can't let it sit there once it's found You're still so responsible I don't know. All right, babe, what's your what's your number 2?
0: I'm sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs>
5: I've been on the road, Jack. Think about the road, Jack. Drink it till I yak it to the bowl. I used to rock the rose gold. Throw bags in your bowls and po-pose it, it. Roll pass. strike a pose of Kodak. I know that. A microphone where I can hold that. And hand is worth a brew and some cushion. I wasn't looking for booking. I was running eight five six with my road. It's really where you'll find me, though. So if we can get down on the first date and make me treat the last date on the tour like it's your birthday. The vibe out to find Cloud Universal. And Real recognizing every circle that you circle. Yeah. Shimmy y'all, shimmy yeah, shimmy i am a joke. your money dance. I'm kinda broke, but you want me bad. We playing no games of chance and luck. God got me to my body of work and body the earth. So what you think about, oh boy, oh boy? You suckers ain't making no money. It anymore. ain't no dice game. No more playing no more. your money off the floor, cause you fucking with a no boy.
0: Oh yeah, when we were talking about it. I was like, oh gosh, this is my number two coming up. <laughs> yeah, and that's
2: actually the one that we did on tour. So yeah. like, we were so shout out to the homie Sattler. Uh the homie Neil, the homie Trixia and his homie Sattler. Sat does um t-shirts, and then his t-shirt factory he has a recording studio. So they went and got us the best fish and chips I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, they <laughs> cooked these. They had battered French fries that they cooked in beef tallow. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. And then with like. with And everybody this, thought
0: McDonald's had the best fries. Not
2: nah. Bro, this was so good. <laughs> like, I was so full. And then we sat down and I made the beat for him on the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he started writing. And uh, that was what was going to be the beginning of our album. Damn. It's crazy how that works. Yeah, now I want to go back to UK and get these damn fries.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, right, well, we need an airplane, but you know, <laughs> yeah, when, when, when
1: outside opens up and everything's good, definitely go get the. Oh, Chris, color.
0: imagine a ridiculous UK tour.
1: I mean, look, of, I,
0: of all the spots
1: <laughs> that would be dope. A, a, a food tour, yo.
2: So, the food
1: tour, tour like, take us
0: to the hot, the music spots, the food spots. All your tours, their
2: their snack game is bananas. They got snacks over there that we don't have here. That's ridiculous. Like, the flavor of their chips, like, bro, there's so many flavors that we don't have. They had turkey, cranberry. Like, I got to go back and find the pictures from the Still Gold Tour. We actually went snacking, snacking. Right. And then, like, all the American candy companies have a different name over there. So, Mm -hmm. all the candies have different names. And then they have the nerve to have better versions of the candies <laughs> in the UK. So They had multiple flavors of Kit Kats before we had them here. Yeah. Uh, they had yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff over there. Like, dude, the snack game is bananas.
0: Oh, gosh. You're not helping my, I, I'm on day 94, 96 right now of my weight loss. And you're not helping me.
2: <laughs> well, the, the only thing I eat there is chicken kebabs, really. Like I'm not, uh, a, real, a chicken kebab spot. The chicken is like no GMO, none of that shit here. So the chicken is really good. Cause in Europe, they have different standards. Mm-hmm. And then it's- Well, they have standards. Oh you know, yeah, they have hand standards to begin with. What helps, right? <laughs> yeah. And this, the halal guys. So they're open to like 2 AM where everything else is closed. Mm-hmm. So when they know we're in town, they know we're coming every night. We took Dutch there. <laughs> we take everybody there. Like we stay at a hotel right around the corner there's the Indian spot right down the street yeah we can we could definitely go on a food tour we don't do London because London's too expensive we go to Wolverhampton uh and stay up in the Midlands uh where life is a little bit more normal
1: word damn I went to the UK once and it was I didn't know where I was going I just kept walking around the same big circle
0: (laughs) all I remember is when Chris went and he called me he's like there's fucking scaffolding all over Big Ben. I can't yeah, even.
1: Yeah, no, see it I was crazy. He
0: was, he was mad.
1: I got a picture in it because I guess it, I guess it might still be under construction. I don't think it, ter- tourists have been around it for a bit. But I was like, "Where is?" I'm walking around like it's supposed to be right here, and then I kind of just look up. I'm like, "Yeah, hey, there's a clock face with tarp and shit hanging
2: on it." Was very disappointing. I yeah, like, it, like every time I go through London, it's under construction. I feel like that's just like I'm, New York, state of being. Yeah, yeah. I didn't and London, realize. like it's—I don't know. I the little bit of time I spent in London, it wasn't near as fun as like going out and actually being with normal people. London's like, <laughs> like upper West Side all the time. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. especially when you start doing the exchange rate, you're like, "Fam, I just paid thirteen dollars for this beer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is unsustainable in any way, shape, or form." This is not how things are supposed That's to work. Bad. Nah, craziness, craziness.
1: All right,
0: Chris, on you. My number.
1: T- my number two. It's 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 a random one. I don't. It was. I don't want to say it was. It's random, but like it's not one. I, I don't know if I even got to send the email. It's your remix of a uh, Recognize Ali Season of the Rebel. There's oh yeah, so, yeah. There's something about the beat. I don't know who you were. You, you who, who you were gaining influence from, but it's definitely like there's something about the, the collection of sounds and and, and, and it's got like a, a early to mid nineties, like hip hop vibe to it. I don't know. It's just a really, it's a really dope take on that track. And uh, I don't know, I kind of, I kind of like hearing you in, in that
2: that pocket. No, I appreciate it. That was actually a beat that I made for the Frank Knight album. Oh, okay. Um, when I was writing music for that. Uh, Frank Knight. That, and Frank had passed on that um, and, I recognized, I had messaged Rec, uh, and I was like, yo, let me do a remix for you. Like, I, I can't really place that on the album right now. And he was like, yeah, sure. He sent me that and I sent it back the next day uh, and just, he was super happy with it. So we put it out.
1: Damn, Good stuff. And then you got TMB on there to... Uh, You're yeah, not playing any of there.
0: your songs, Chris. And this is very disappointing because now I have to go look them all up. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Like I said, you know, I, I, I again, I've been getting emails from this guy for like nine years. It's one of those things where you know, it, platforms is a SoundCloud account I've been following. There's just
0: there's so much stuff on there. It's a. Uh, it's know. a lot. It's That's a true. lot. I want to say it took me like every bit of six weeks to get through, to get Everything.
2: through it. Word. Oh my gosh! Yeah, between that and the bandcamp, I've been very lucky that so many people have decided to work with me and and allow me to to capture their voice on different soundscapes that I've put together. Word, word.
0: Do you understand how talented you are?
2: Um. Yes like I get it um, it's something that I, I feel very lucky to be able to to sit down and, and find therapy and, and banging on the keys um, We're working on some new stuff now with this opera that's gonna be crazy I'm so excited um, but you just lit up. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it, right? We Hopefully we get this grant. Uh, shout out to the Boston Foundation. Uh, Boston is a really, really dope place for people to make uh, music. There is an incredibly rich, diverse nonprofit support scene here, tons of grants. Um, most of my clients, the last couple of years, not through any work that I've done, just because it's part of the ecosystem here. They've all gotten lab grants, which is what I just applied for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get $15,000 to create music. So like one of my clients, Brandy Blaze, uh, we're doing a visual album for her. Uh, she did a, a four, four Emotional sweet album uh, that we're doing basically nine music videos for. And when you take the music away and play them, it's a silent movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're really excited about that. We're getting ready to wow. start filming that in like two weeks. We just finished with all the recording and everything. Um, so we're super, uh, still gold, it's uh, still gold. Uh, they got the lab three years in a row. That's how we went on tour. Um, so there's probably tens of millions easily in money for arts here in the Boston scene through nonprofits and grants and stuff. So Damn. moving out here in terms of that has been really, really dope. Like uh, we just did for two years in a row, and actually Dutch is doing it again uh, remotely, but the science Museum had us play in the planetarium.
1: Wow.
2: Yes, cool. and they made custom movie to put on the thing too. So everybody's sitting back looking up we're rocking in the middle in the circle and they made a custom movie to play matching pieces of the videos we sent them and dancing astronauts and all this crazy shit. So like there's this really, really cool like Boston really understands how art can affect the city. Uh, and it wasn't always that way. It's just been that way recently, to my understanding. But I've only lived here through the good part,
0: so right, that's all right. I can
1: really
2: talk about, right? Um, so it's
1: man, really cool I wish Trent-
0: New Jersey would have that
1: for real. A lot of cities, you know, I imagine a lot of artists are
2: like, "Yeah, if y'all can just give me."
0: I'm not worried about something. the other cities. I'm worried about the one we're trying to deal with.
2: <laughs> yeah, because coming from Chicago, we didn't have any of that, right? Right. Like, yeah. there was none of that in Chicago. I mean, there's a little bit of nonprofit money, but not really anything, right? And definitely not anything like the Boston Foundation or any of these other organizations that are supporting folks out here in Boston. So it's definitely really refreshing to see people, like the city of Boston is paying people to do gi- giant graffiti murals and revitalizing right. parts of the city and stuff. You know what I mean? So- it's really dope to see them actually embracing, especially some more of the urban arts that so many cities like are like it's either, you know, graffiti or nothing, right? Like there's so many other variances in street art, and it's really dope yeah. to just kind of encompass that and bring that into part of the city instead of trying to criminalize it.
0: Yes, because we another another event we work with, they do um, uh, it's it's all graffiti art, artists, uh, muralists. And it's like really cool. They get this. Um, there's a, a business called TerraCycle, okay, and and they upcycle trash. Oh yes. no! And yeah, so they do. Uh, we have a friend Leon Rainbow who runs the uh uh the Graffiti Jam, Jersey Fresh Jam, Jersey Fresh Jam. I'm like, I know I'm mixing the words up here. So he does a Jersey Fresh Jam. It's like in August every year. And like all these um, graffiti artists from all over the place just descend on to Trenton for that afternoon. And they're given a piece of wall and oh, they can do whatever they want. So now if you're not familiar with this, between the weed and the spray paint fumes, you you know, you, you gonna catch a little contact, but it's okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, really, it's really cool art. Right. Um, you know, but yeah, so like, to see we need i'm gonna need you to come to trenton when we have a couple of these events maybe next year when it's more safe right. <laughs> um, a,
1: a trip yeah, down yeah. for the a trip down for jersey fresh would be dope would be dope. yeah um, no i definitely want to come check that out
0: yeah that one the other one is art all night it's um a it's literally a 24 hour art and music festival. i remember
2: you posting about that one
0: yeah uh yeah. So this year is going to be yeah. virtual yeah. just like last year was virtual so um, but yeah, 2022. It's on, baby. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah as,
1: as long as outside's OK, we're good to go.
0: Yep.
1: Um. All right. So you so are already...
0: one was vain.
1: All right. I'm going to go. <laughs> my number one is weird. It's I, my number one is specific, specifically my number one for the last verse. Um, it's, it's John Riley's bully pulpit, but it's only because like it's a dope track. I actually love the instrumental, but it's just doped the way. Again, you know, we talked a lot about Rich Quick, but uh, in that third verse, he kind of flips the whole idea of you know, bu- like he's like, "Well, shit, you 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 the bully here? I was the, the one fucking around in my area. You know, I'm new to school. I don't know. It, again, it, it's kind of like uh, it's it, it it's a track that. The stuff I appreciate about underground hip hop, you know, you don't hear a lot of tracks like this. And then to have it like a track, knowing that it, it's about a certain subject matter, and make sure that at the end you've got the guy to come in and kind of flip it on it. I don't know. I always appreciate things like that. Uh, you know, there's not too many genres of music that allow you to do um, unique things like that uh, within a within a four or five minute time frame. I don't know. I don't know. Going going back through things and thinking about. The artistry of people like you and artistry of people like rich quick it's it's those moments that uh that always excite me so yeah bully pulpit so i don't know if that's a surprising pick or not but uh you know it's 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 that bit that makes me smile every time
2: nah that's dope and it's funny because we didn't really give rich any guidance other than i wanted him to be a different type of bully right right like I just wanted him to be different. And then he sent it back. And both John and I were just like, holy shit, dude. (laughs) Like, we wanted to do a video, but we, all the video ideas I had for way above our production budget. (laughs) Right. That always the way. Yeah, because it's so visual, right? Like, that's another thing. John is a really visual storyteller. So like, I couldn't just do some random video. The video would have to match somewhat what the song was saying. Right, And right. at that point, it's a Britney Spears video. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I went school hallways, we're having fights, we're in the back, you know what I mean? So. Right, right. But no, definitely uh, one of my favorite, favorite experiences in making that song was getting that verse back from Ritz. Damn. Because it was just, it really sealed what I already thought was a dope song.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: right mm-hmm. like we there wasn't a he i think he's the only guest on john's album on john's ep if uh-huh. i'm not mistaken um and we really wanted to make sure that if we only had one guest like that guest is something dope right and because i was working with rich at the time i was like yo we're gonna give rich a shot for this and the minute they came back we're like yep no more like, this is the one you know there what i mean go, like yeah. we we had two or three other requests out i pulled those requests we're like, nope, you can keep the verse, do whatever you want with it. Like, we're, we're gonna work with this one. These other songs are gonna sit the way they're at.
1: Damn, it's amazing. Love how, love how things come, come out to an end. What's up?
0: Okay, I have a question. Which of our songs do you disagree with? <laughs> um,
2: I didn't disagree with any of them. I actually really liked a lot of them. I forgot all about the, the Conflict album. Um, I mm-hmm. can see the the picture with the green and the brain with the glasses now, but I, that had completely escaped my mind. Um, I'm really glad that you went through this, the, 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 the band camp though, because I feel like there's a lot more on there that we never really got up on the SoundCloud um, like right. getting ready to pull all that stuff together and throw it on the spot. There's
0: so many good beats on there. Like uh, just amazing.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, right. There are times I go back there and I'm like, oh, wow, I actually really did some fun shit back then. You know what I mean? Like, if, if I ever get stuck or something, I always try to go back and listen to one of the instrumental albums or something, because all those instrumental albums, wow, I'm not even drinking, um, <laughs> came about because I liked the beats and nobody else wanted them, right? right? It's like one of them is called Songs No One Wanted, because they literally were like, I, these are my Yes, I saw that beats. one. <laughs> <laughs> these are like my favorite beats in the world, and I have been presenting them to people for years, some of them. And nobody would take them. And I was mystified as a lie. So I just, you know, I was like, I'm just going to put it out there and, and see. And a couple people sent back like little things they did to them. So that's always fun too. Like these instrumental projects kind of live in their own space where people will grab them and use them for different purposes. And as long as it's something that a song I can get behind, like I, I'm not going to give everybody a hard time about it.
0: Word. Okay. So I'm going to play one more song. Uh-huh. Because I have to replace the one on, that I fucked up. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this was my this was my number six. Because uh-huh. let me tell you, my top five started as like a top thirty-two or thirty-three, and I had to keep dwindling it down. I was like, whoa! No! and yeah. like yeah, I'm like this shit don't work. This top five stuff. Top five is cool when a person has like six or seven really good songs. <laughs> When the person has 25 years of something, it's super hard. It's really, really difficult.
2: Thank you so much.
0: So this was number six.
4: A magnificent, rappers are forgettable, insufficiently gifted, and therefore edible. Incredible sights to behold, bold
3: in front of you. Run up if you want, son, I ain't afraid of none of you. but hungry, get tuned in, entertain the moons. Dancing with the angels in the bullpen, the seventh day of June. Sunrise, little Tokyo, high cool. The grandmaster avatar, flow like typhoons. Plus, I'm on point like harpoons. Travel through the scorched earth, snowstorms, hell and monsoons. I emerge as the lotus flower blooms. I wasn't born to die. For
0: Okay.
2: I like that. I like that. Oh my gosh. So that album Lost Things, that rapper Chrome, yes. is probably my favorite rapper out of anybody I've ever heard rap in my life. Wow. I he would put him in a booth really, really for anyone. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. things he would write about and the way he would tie topics together was astounding to me.
0: He would that song be- went. It was like a whole load of different topics all in one song. And it went so, the flow was really good. And the beat was the, is the only melodic beat I think I've ever, like, it was a melody of a beat. Like, it was so cool. I was like, oh my God, I, like, that was, that was going to be the one I was like, the, the chill with you. I was like, that should not be on this list, but I'm going to put it on this list. list. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, and this was the one that was going to be in that list. There so, and I took it out and, and put chill with you. And then I put the loonies one that shouldn't have been in there. there so she go. This was the one that was supposed to be there.
1: There she go. Oh, well,
0: he's really good. Oh, it froze up again. Can you hear us?
2: I think it's Zoom. <laughs> there. there you go. Yeah, I'm back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. Everything else is working, but Zoom is wild. Um good. Yeah, no, like I'm actually gonna re-release that whole album. Uh, it's so good. I like that's gonna be the piece of content that we that we focus on re-releasing. Um, I'm talking to an animator about possibly doing an animated video for it. Um, it really so, just kind of depends on if I can make the trade happen or not, but we'll see.
0: Right. Well, what, I that... love animated videos. <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing a take on me right now. <laughs>
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> what you, you mentioned, so you mentioned that you mentioned working on an album or an opera. What else, what all, what all you got going on
2: right now? Um, so, currently, uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, I came up with an idea for a web series uh, where we placed the Bloods and the Crips in the Revolutionary War and made a comedy series out of it because uh-huh. I think it's hysterical hearing people speak old English with like current slang. Right. Uh, There's a couple like uh, Doja Cat did one where she read Roddy Ritz lyrics like Shakespeare.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh huh. That was pretty funny. But a couple of years before that, somebody else had done one that kind of birthed the idea for me. Um, and that turned into a production budget I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. So, when working with a couple other people, uh, I'm sorry. I think I might have just talked right over you because my thing lagged out again. Oh, you're, <laughs> um, good. Oh, you're, you're good. good. You're good. Uh, So that kind of turned into this idea of maybe doing a play around it because it's just easier to stage. Uh, And I'm really lucky to have done some stuff with the Oberon here uh, and the ART. Shout out to everybody over at Harvard that allowed us to use their facilities to do these really dope rap shows. Um, And I was going to do some programming with them over the course of a couple of years. And this was one of the things that I wanted to do. Um, So it's called Come to Pass. Uh, And it's a story about how America was founded on these foundations that have now left women of color behind in 2022. So we're telling the story of how the decisions made in the way the country was formed and the way that they treated people today and the way that that, those actions have now morphed over hundreds of years gives us the racial inequalities and the gender inequalities that we have going on today. Right. So the story is uh, Brandy Blaze and Sean Taylor's two super talented artists here in the Boston area are going to be the two leads and they're a brother and sister and their parents die on a farm out in Western Massachusetts in the Berkshires uh, and they live in a town where they've never seen anybody else. So everybody just kind of likes them. Right. Like they don't know how people perceive them and in, in the, in the Americans in general and they have to walk from the Berkshires to Boston. And that journey and all the people that they meet give us conversation points to then talk about how people were treated then and how that has led to the way people are treated today.
1: Mm-hmm. So like
2: for example, she runs into a, a woman, Amanda Shea, who's a great, super dope poet here. And she's gonna do, she's got dreads, she's super, super great girl, She's woman, excuse me. Um, she's gonna do a piece on religion and cultural identity and how that was stripped from them, and how when they tried to practice it, it was called witchcraft, it was called all these things. They would pick herbs and use them for, for potions, and they thought it was magic. And We're gonna be able to touch on all these things. We're gonna go to an inn and find out that they can't stay in the inn. Mm. They have to go sleep in the barn, basically, right? So we have a conversation of how that turns into redlining and now it turns into how it turns into real estate profiling and how it turns into segregation through land and how land ownership changed the way the country was built. So we're gonna use these kind of character interactions to become conversation points and each one will be led through song that then turns into a spoken word piece that takes from what they're talking about then moving into kind of how it has morphed over time. Uh, And the spoken word piece is gonna be done by a narrator that kind of stitches everything together. Thanks. So, it's technically it
0: so amazing.
2: Yeah. Oh my great. gosh, we're super excited for it. Like, we're, we're writing the music for it right now. Uh, we're actually going to have a live band perform the whole thing, uh, Still Gold and a company. I feel
0: a uh, Boston trip coming. Uh,
2: we will, will be this. Uh, our goal is to have a... So, there's 14 songs and nine spoken word pieces. Uh, we're going to have all that written by probably the end of this year. Uh, and we'll do like a, is there a
0: fundraiser or anything that people can.
2: Well, right now there isn't because we're, we're waiting to see what happens with the lab grant. Um, right. We're going to put something together for it after we get the table read together. Um, so that's kind of our goal this year is to get to the point of a table read. Um, one of the dope things I really want to do with it is we're not going to use scenery. Um, they have a 16 K projector at the Oberon, which is really, really cool. So we're going to use video as the mm-hmm. scenery. Oh. So, like the song, the, one of the first songs that talks is about them being on the farm and whatever comical cow farted and blew up their parents, or, or whatever is going to happen to kind of lighten the load a little bit. Because it's, it's heavy topic matter. So, we have yeah. to kind of lighten the load throughout, right? Right. So, we're going to try and, and have a little bit of comedy here and there so that it's not so heavy all the time. And one of those pieces was we'll have some funny accident where the parents die um but that moves into the story a song about living on the farm and we'll use this projector to show farmers of color what farms look like back then what farms look like today and and really kind of frame the conversation around that and use these images to push the story further and make sure people understand that this is these are the things that have impacted that right like this is what farming looks like today this is what farming really looked like back then right yeah. like that Not what your kids see in history books, but actual real photos. Yeah. And try to, and some of it will be shocking, some of it will be hard to see, but those things are what really happened, right? And it's really going to drive the point of how we allowed this to become now what we see today, where this guy shoots eight Asian women, right? Because he had a bad day, right? Right. I can't even begin to unpack the levels of shit and fuckery that was in that whole little statement, right? so we owe ourselves as as a community to be able to talk about where why things are the way they are because if we can't we can't fix them right like mm-hmm. we can't just magically be like things are going to be different we every every change has to have a base reason right and mm-hmm. you have to know what causes what what you're trying to change and that isn't just racism it's like we have to call it change these these core things in people these core ideas yes. these Core pieces of our society that we've allowed to build over time, right. right? We the way banking systems look at people, the way credit scores work, the way all these different things work, the way zip codes work, right? Like these, yes. all these conversations have to be had because if we can't, we can't affect the change that we need to affect to make any sort of balance, quality, any sort of anything happen for anyone, right? Like it's always just going to be the same group of people. I you. had,
0: I had a friend, friend ask me and and he's white and he's like okay so what are we supposed to do overall like he immediately had an attitude with the question and i was like well so, slow the fuck up like why are you already got attitude like i didn't you didn't even ask me the question for me to for you to know what my answer is going to be
3: right
0: and he's like well what the fuck are white people supposed to do to fix all this and i was like you do what your mama told you you fucking share that's right. all you got to do share if you share everything then there's no problem i was like share all of it stop being selfish stop acting like you don't know what you know stop acting like you don't know that you at the top of the fucking food chain
1: yeah.
0: stop acting like you don't know that i'm like just you know just it's not that you did something wrong unless you did do something wrong or you saw something wrong and you kept silent that's the wrong I was right. like, other than that, just fucking share. Yeah. That's all you need to do is share your shit. So it don't need to be your shit. There's so much shit in the world. Share. The facts. And he got mad at me. He's not talking to me now, but that's
2: okay. Well, I mean, he clearly didn't want to share.
1: No,
0: no, right. no. And he didn't like right. what I was sharing. So right. 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 <laughs> fuck him. Ain't so that, ain't
1: that always the way. Well, Todd. Mr. Ridiculous. Thank you for sharing your sounds with the world. Yo, thank
2: thank you guys for even just listening. You know no what no I mean? Thank you for the support over the years. Uh, no. And thank you for all the the wonderful words you guys have had to say tonight.
1: No doubt. Thank, thank you thank for thank you the, for
0: the intro music.
1: I was say, thank you for the theme. I mean, you know, I think that, that kind of set the tone for thank you for
0: my ringtone. So,
1: <laughs> no, you know, no, really appreciate where can people find you and everything if they if they want to learn it more about you?
2: Uh, I want to plug one thing real quick before I go. Go Um, I sit on the board of BAMSFest here. Mm -hmm. Mm BAMSFest is a nonprofit in the Boston area that puts on the largest festival supporting creatives of color in New England. Mm -hmm. We do it every year in Franklin Park. This year we're going virtual because obviously everything that's happening. Um, It's BAMSFest.org. We're always fundraising. We're always looking for support. So if anyone was thinking of supporting my play or anything like that, please go to BAMSFest.org support this, the work we do with these people out here is invaluable. Uh we're starting an accelerator program where we're going to take artists on a two-year track to really help them, like from a creative standpoint, we're doing an 18 month touring track. Um, we're doing, they do curation services, education services, video production, just all sorts of things to support the community on top of the festival. So definitely, if anyone is looking to support, uh, I, all my music is free. Like I don't, it's just something I do at this point because we have other things going on. Please go support Bams. It's really important the work that we do out here, and everybody took a hit this year uh, right. with COVID, including nonprofits. We lost in the state of Massachusetts. We lost like two hundred and seventy million dollars or something yeah. like that mm. in terms of funding because taxes are down and everything. So definitely bamsfest.org. Thank you. Um, other than that, uh, we'll I'm push,
0: at, I'll, I'll do a separate post thing out and we'll push that out too. Right.
2: Right. Um, That's you so. can, you can find me at, uh, platforms, music on Bandcamp, uh, platforms, music on SoundCloud, um, analive.org is a nonprofit we run for tours. Um, the consulting services that I do, I run through analive. Um, we really just kind of focusing on getting everybody up and running. Oh, uh, Fire by Brandy Blaze is coming It's a Makeup Line. We're launching for women of color with an artist here, Brandy Blaze. We have our first lipsticks coming out in about six weeks, hopefully, depending on how quickly we can get things here from China. So we're definitely helping people. My big thing now is helping people create generational wealth from the things that they do with their engagements. So whether it's through music or through selling other pieces of content or other pieces of creativity that they have, it's about creating things that we can now pass on to other people um, so that we have things for ourselves.
1: That's awesome. Great to hear. Great to hear. That was fun. That was fun, babe. babe. Where, can, where can people who are listening and, and hopefully watching, where can they find Pretty Unlimited?
0: Right here. <laughs> 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 so you can find the podcast at uh, prettyunlimited.com tipsycast.com because we bought it out and it shoots you to pretty unlimited.com yeah. and <laughs> you can find the vlog um where you have to see us if you don't want to see us I'll, I'll give you i'll tell you how to do that so you go if you want to see us you go to youtube pretty unlimited and if you don't want to see us go to spotify pandora itunes wherever you listen to your podcast and listen for a lookout for pretty unlimited mm-hmm. pretty underscore unlimited on instagram because i fucked up and lost the <laughs> lost the original one yeah, and then, pretty unlimited all one word for twitter facebook tiktok um and uh what's uh what is the other one i just signed up for but i haven't started it yet clubhouse
1: clubhouse,
0: clubhouse. Boy. we'll see and I'm like, low key, I'm like, I need to sell these seven invites that I got. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you, you might be able That's to. That's why I
0: got mine. I bought it from somebody else. So. You might
1: be able to. <laughs> no, this was fun. This was, thank you again, Todd, for coming through. Um, shouts out to anybody who made it to the end of this podcast. Y'all are the real uh, OGs. And I thank guess
0: because we'll, she always makes it to the end.
1: Yeah, shouts out to JC always. Um, and I guess we'll catch y'all next week.
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: Y'all have a great night. Thank you so
1: much. Thank you. You On that
0: note, we love you guys. Mwah.